Hello, America. Welcome to it. Great, uh, great to have you along on this Monday. We have a great podcast for you. Steve Dace and uh, Stu kind of have a nerd fight about the polls. Uh, not as not as exciting as I wanted. I really wanted the full fledged kind of nerd out, uh, but they did. They did a little bit. Sorry to disappoint. You. Yeah, um, but uh, we talk about the polls. What is it going to take for Trump to win? We talk about the election fraud that Elon Omar uh, appears to be a part of uh, now that was released over the weekend. We also have a lot of coverage on Amy Coney Barrett. Why are we waiting until the middle of October? Isn't that cutting it a little close? Mike Lee chimed in on that. All of this and so much more on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I have to tell you, I've got an announcement to make. I was all for voting for Donald Trump. I was on the bandwagon. It's on the bandwagon. Then the New York Times came out with uh, this just mm. absolutely can't mm. believe it mm-hmm. is true mm-hmm. story about his taxes. My that God. he took advantage of uh, of tax code loopholes. Not only that, but he hid it while Bastard. he was admitting that in, during the last debate. Well, no, he didn't. He actually admitted that he took advantage of the tax. Loopholes. Yeah, no, but not. But, he didn't. He didn't go that far. He just said, "I'd be stupid if I didn't." But th- when in 2016, right. when he said he paid almost no taxes, um, this confirms that, right? Yeah, it mean, does. It does. This is not going to change anybody's mind. <laughs> there's, you notice, there's nothing illegal. There's nothing illegal. They're not charging him with anything illegal. No, but he actually took advantage of tax loopholes. <laughs> the bastard. I mean, is there anybody within the sound of my voice <laughs> that if it was legal, you're not going to jail? Yeah. And you had the attorney to do it and you were paying zero or $740 a year in taxes? Uh, anyone within the sound of my voice? Brave enough, <laughs> a big enough liar to call me and go, I wouldn't do that. I would, I would send a check to the government just to help. And a, and a little bit extra. And a little bit extra. Yeah. Give it to somebody who needs duty. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, it would be your patriotic mm-hmm. duty, honestly. It's your patriotic duty to pay taxes when they're not pissing all of your tax money away. But when they're pissing your money away, when they're, they're, they're a horrible, bad steward to mm-hmm. your money, mm-hmm. uh, I can guarantee you that the money I give in tithing and charity that money goes further than the what fifty percent that they take from me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. By and, far. By far. And there's stuff in there that like he might have to pay fines for in theory, or that he could get in tr- That's quote unquote trouble for. But this is all trouble not, as in ooh, fines. Yeah, fines. Right. Uh, he's been in a long term battle over about seventy million dollars that he got in a return, which doesn't seem exactly like he followed the rules on it. But the bottom line is z- exactly, exactly. Zero minds are changed by it. Exactly. But can you count all of those minds? I, ex- yes. Zero. Zero. <laughs> no, not one person would change it. In I, fact, I found myself, and I've never found myself in this position. I found myself this morning listening to the news again, the way it was reported by the New York Times, and I was cheering. <laughs> I was cheering. Good for him. Damn right, Zero. How do I get those attorneys? I know, jeez. Mm. And, and I don't know what they're what the point of this is i mean the only uh, the only thing about it is of course how did they get this 
how do they get 20 years of his tax returns? Well, they don't want to say that. They can't. They no, have they to can't protect even show their, us the documents. No, they, they can. They have to. They have to preserve their one uh, their one in, in anonymous source. And I'd like to show you the paperwork, but I can't. You know what else is great? Not a word about the fact that he accepts no income as president. That he doesn't take a dime from the government. He doesn't get any of the $400,000 in salary. They, I mean, wouldn't that be a good place to mention? Oh, and by the way, um, he doesn't take a salary uh, uh, by the, f- you know, for president of the United States. Here's the thing uh, that everybody should be talking about. Here's a guy who has a global ho- chain, uh, hotel chain, okay? And it pretty much verifies what we all know. It's successful at times and really not successful in times. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we all know that. So there's no surprise there. Here's the thing that everybody should be asking about. Joe Biden's $3 million tax uh, uh, returns. Yeah, where's that money coming from? from? He's a a guy who is is uh you know living on a government salary now i know when you were vice president you wrote a book etc etc but how is everybody in his family his didn't so sell so rich <laughs> i mean that's that mid- one middle class joe three million dollars lunch bucket wow that's a lunch, lunch bucket, bucket lunch salary lunch right there mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is laughable and it's funny too to think back at all the things that we begged the media to dig into during the Obama era that they never did. We never even, like, his college transcripts, like basic crap that wouldn't have made yeah. a big difference at all. We never got, over all those years, they were able to get 20 years of Donald Trump's tax returns in in something they, that is not illegal for the New York Times to do, but whoever gave it to them certainly committed a crime. Right. That's why, that's why, well, we can't reveal our source. Right. Because it's a criminal. <laughs> right. Because the person who gave it to you just committed a crime. Don't they think it was Mary Trump? Isn't that... Is that what they suspect? Is that what they think, really? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think no, seriously. Seriously? I think seriously. I don't know. Mm. I don't I can't remember. I read an article though that uh they they suspected strongly that it might have been Mary Trump. Well, I have news Mm. for you. I wouldn't I I mean you say how would she do that? Uh she's she's a judge. You don't think that there's people that she could call? Because it came from No, not the sister, the 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 The, niece. Yeah. The one that wrote the book. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless they, they they might share the same accountant to me, right. but still, there there'd have to be somebody who did something very wrong here. Uh, again, just because he's the president of the United States yeah. does not mean he does not have the right to privacy. So let me ask you, uh, Amy Coney Barrett. You know who's going to be responsible for her becoming Supreme Court? I really think in the end, uh, I've got a couple of names. Yeah. Uh, one would be Harry Reid. I was going to say Chuck Chuck Schumer. So Chuck, we're Schumer. The, Chuck Schumer. Chuck mm-hmm. Schumer. Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. I would say Diane Feinstein. I would say yeah. is the number Dianne one. Stein, Diane Feinstein. These they did everything. They're they're the reason why you don't have a sixty person vote. There's yep. no Harry th- Reid. That's gone. Brought that in. Yeah. Right. Uh, Started that, that they, ball right. rolling. I mean, they did everything. The, yep. Just the Kavanaugh. Turned enough mm-hmm. people that they said, this is not right. Kamala Harris was big on that one. Oh, big, mm-hmm. big. And and uh, and the, the one specific question about uh, the dogma lives loudly within you came from uh, <laughs> D- oh, Dianne Feinstein, which is like the kind of the big slogan of the of the uh, Amy Coney Barrett nomination. And I and I love this. The dogma lives loudly. So in other words, you have a problem that I believe in the things I profess to believe. That's that's mm-hmm. the dogma. So mm-hmm. so Nancy is fine because she's not Catholic. 
The Pope is coming out like every 10 minutes going, hey, stop with abortion. You know, but the dogma doesn't live loudly. It doesn't even live in her neighborhood. <laughs> the dog catcher caught the dogma. Yeah. <laughs> What's this about dogs? <laughs> By the way, I should point out, we have the notorious ACB shirt up now. Uh, and Stu does merch.com or bl- really shop.blazemedia.com will get you to the whole show store. Uh, but the notorious ACB. I feel like I, I gotta have it. that. I love that's, it. That's uh that's that's one you need. Yeah. That's one you can need. Can you get those overnighted for all of us? Uh probably I could yeah. at least attempt. Because we it. have the because we have the uh, uh we have the debate tomorrow. We're gonna do uh mm-hmm. what, what is mm-hmm. the promo code? Uh Glenn's mm. debate. Hold on, let me just yeah, don't get guess it. at anyway, it. Anyway, yeah. So so <laughs> sign up for the blaze because tomorrow we're doing our <laughs> our It's uh, like a mystery theater three thousand thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Stu's starting his show at like eight o'clock, so he'll do his show. Mm-hmm. Then we go in at nine o'clock into just it, we're really second screen. We're going to be saying all the things that you want to say. We're also going to be doing some live fact checking, um, but we're not going to. Tr- we're going to try not to interrupt, except when we cheer or have really something very sarcastic to say. <laughs> um, uh, that's happening tomorrow. And then at 10 o'clock, and this will be on YouTube and The Blaze and everything else, uh, we're going to give you our rundown and our analysis of the debate. Because quite honestly, I don't care what anybody says anymore. Do you? No. I don't, I don't care, care what any of these people no. on TV say anymore. Oh, no. I, in fact, I can't listen to it. I can't either. That's the fact. Yeah, I, 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 can't. I just can't listen to it. So we're going to be the group that you can listen to. So tomorrow mm-hmm. after the debate, make sure you go at Blaze TV uh, or the Blaze TV YouTube channel and uh, and listen to our our recap of the debate. And it's uh, BlazeTV.com uh, slash Glenn. The code is Glenn Debates. Did you actually see the Wolf Blitzer? Save 20 percent, by the way. Interview uh, Richard Blumenthal over oh, the weekend. Gosh, no, I, every oh, once so in a while, every once in a while, Wolf will do something I don't know, journalistic. And it blew me away. Mm, I don't believe that. That's, actually, that's a pretty strong word in today's... I, it is. Yeah. It is, but he called him out. Because uh, here it is, uh, real quick. What are the Republicans doing that is illegal or illegitimate? Uh, because mm-hmm. the Constitution Thank says you. the president has to nominate Supreme Court justices. The Senate has to advise and consent and confirm. So what is illegal about what the president and the Republicans are doing? You say it's illegitimate. It is illegitimate. It's illegitimate where does it say, because, Sen- Senator, where mm-hmm. does it say that's illegitimate in the U.S. Constitution or in the law? Where does it say that what they're doing, the Republicans, is illegal? Illegal, it may be not under the Constitution. Illegal, the norms, it may be illegal, not. And it may be traditions not. Hmm? and unwritten rules. <laughs> Of the Senate, it this. is illegitimate. In the unwritten uh, but, uh, rules. You agree that there's nothing <laughs> illegal or totally illegitimate as to what they're doing. Third time, it may not violate the letter of the Constitution. You're right, the letter, <laughs> okay, the letter, or even the whole words, or the, the spirit, or the or entire document. <laughs> yeah. You could you could take one of those needles that they're jamming into Joe Biden's chest tomorrow, right before he goes on stage. <laughs> do that to all the founders, and they would also say, "No, nope, not uh, uh-uh, has nothing to do with the Constitution." Do you remember doing an interview with him? Gosh, yes. it was a long time. Really, was it Fox oh, or was it yeah. CNN? I don't even remember. Uh, someone sent it to me uh, this uh, this weekend because they were like, he's doing the same thing because you had him on about um, AIG bonuses or something. It was some story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were holding his feet to the car because he was trying to make this big deal about it. And you're like, what is illegal about this? And he did the same thing. 
the same thing. Well, it's not. It's not illegal, illegal per se. It's per se ish. Ill tempered. Uh, yeah, ill. It's, yes, ill. It's, Ill uh, you are begotten. the. At the time, you're the attorney general. You mm-hmm. should really be only concerned with what's illegal, right? You made that point pretty clearly to yeah. him. <laughs> that interview was not happy you did. Not By happy. the way, uh, so you know, all the social justice warriors, relax. Wolf Blitzer uh, had his beard removed with uh, duct tape uh, right after that interview. So he's learned his lesson. He's learned his lesson. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's Wait terrible. till you see him today. Well, nobody will see him. He might even by the time you see him, he'll probably have his beard grown back. My guess is Wolf's beard would grow in every day. If you removed it every day, it would grow right back. His in. name is Wolf. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. It's just there. <laughs> this is the best of the Glenn Beck program. From the state of Utah, Senator Mike Lee joins us today. Um, Senator, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Just, you know, eating built bars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One right after the other. Yeah. And yeah. playing Car Shield and all that. Hey. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Have you ever had a built bar? Never. Like, you should. I mean, look at you. Yeah, you're a little pudgy. Wanna... Yeah, no, I, in Utah, we're, we're going to speak of or eat little else other than Bill Bar. It's going right. to be all Bill Bar all, yeah, all the time. Good. I'm it's glad to Bill hear Bar it. It's a Bill Bar economy, really. I'm glad to hear it. What are you, drunk today? This is the, I mean, this is the Mike Lee I know, but the Mike Lee that is usually on the air is very buttoned up and very serious. Yeah, hey, this is what happens when a Mormon has a Diet Coke before 10 a.m. You know? <laughs> all right. So, Mike. Congratulations uh, on the nomination. Uh, I think this is the person that you really wanted. Out of all of the lists, is this the person you would have picked? She's fantastic. And I I think she's going to do an amazing job. And I told the president um, uh, this really was uh, good work on his part. We're going to get her confirmed. So may I ask, why is it going to take until October 12th to start the process? Yeah, that's a, a fair question. I wish we could start it faster than that. I was told by the chairman that that would be the day that we would start. There were a couple of us who asked whether we could start it a week earlier or even sooner than that. And uh, he pointed out that there is a lot of paperwork that has to be filled out by the nominee, a lot of process that it has to occur behind. She's already filled that out. Yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> the FBI's uh, already done that. Told nonetheless. Uh-huh. That's what we were told needs to happen. So, okay. look, and let me put it this way, Clint. <laughs> yeah, all right. If he decides to start the hearing tomorrow, I, I, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Uh, uh, there is nothing in the Constitution. There's nothing in federal statute that requires us even to hold a hearing. There's certainly nothing in the Constitution or in federal statute requiring us to wait a certain period of time before starting said hearings, if we're going to have them at all, which we're going to do. So I think we ought to do it sooner rather than later, because the sooner we get that started, the sooner we can get it confirmed. So the we need to face down the uncertainty and we need to resolve the uncertainty so we can get this job done. So they can't pull crap like what they pulled with Brett Kavanaugh. The reason why I say uh, October 12th is in the year 2020, that's a lifetime. We could all be speaking some space language uh, by that time. Uh, And it pushes the vote to October, what, 29th, Stu? October 29th. That's that's right away, uh, just a few days from the election. If it's stalled, delayed, anything changes, 
you would you could see a vote that doesn't happen until after the election. And then, you know, well, I won't put words in your mouth, put words in my mouth. Then the Romney weasels will all scatter and go, well, I don't know. Trump didn't win the election. Should he not win? Uh, yeah, let's just say that um, uh, we'll, we'll stipulate for the record that that would be bad if we were to push <laughs> until after the election. Because once, once it's sort of like crossing the streams on gross, Ghostbusters. Once you do that, all sorts of bad stuff starts to happen. If you wait until after the election, then if we lose the election, either the Senate majority or the White House or, heaven forbid, both, uh, then you've got some people doubting whether we should be doing this or not. And so, yeah, this needs to happen sooner rather than later. It needs to get started ASAP. So did you read the um, the op ed from Bloomberg uh, written by somebody who I think clerked with her uh, for a different judge uh, for a different judge in the Supreme Court? And he said, "I I disagree with Trump's judicial nominee on almost everything, but I think she's brilliant. And he's a, a lefty who doesn't agree with, you know, with with the way she does things or what she's going to pass his verdict. He said, but she is so smart that you want someone like her on the court to analyze. He said, even though I disagreed with her, he said, I would go to her for the understanding of what these tangled words meant sometimes because she could just so clearly cut through it and explain it. Yes. Yes, I read that, and I thought it was fantastic, um, and I, I think it's one of the many reasons why she needs to be confirmed and why she will be confirmed. I mean, look, this is somebody who uh, has dedicated her life to law and also dedicated her life to raising her, her seven children. She's fantastic, and uh, Professor Noah Feldman was exactly right. She needs to be confirmed. So... Um, uh, we, we've got to get the show on the road. So do you um, do you have any inkling on what the Democrats are going to try to use again? Because if they they use religion or they try another Kavanaugh, it's going to kill them. It's going to kill them yes. during the election. Yes, it is. And so one would ordinarily think that that means that they won't try that because it would be extraordinarily harmful to them. Um, but it's sort of like uh, those nature videos you watch on the Discovery Channel when you see the wildebeest approaching the water that they know is right. going to be infested like, Don't by do crocodiles. It. <laughs> yeah. They're really thirsty. Yes. You know? they, they've got to yeah. get to that water, and, and, and they can't help themselves. That might be what we see here. The last time in Judiciary Committee when I brought up with some of my colleagues that you know, maybe we shouldn't uh, start questioning uh, a, a judicial nominee's religious beliefs because there are at least two, arguably three provisions of the Constitution that prohibit us from doing that and because it's evil. Um, <laughs> because uh, it's evil. A couple of them piped in and they honestly said, oh, no, no. We, we really think that um, if a nominee has crazy religious beliefs, uh, we're going to attack him for that and, and we should. This was on the record. This was in the light of day. So you don't think that they're going to stop because they they did something, I think, just as bad. Um, They it's not unconstitutional to to do this, but they they attacked her, uh, her adoption of her non-white kids. And somehow or another, that's racist. Yeah. Yeah, apparently so. I didn't know that. Um, I didn't either. uh, uh, And neither did she. But uh, yeah. apparently they are the deciders of such things, and they have 
made that decision. They've also made the decision, uh, as came out in her last confirmation hearing for the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit, that um, uh, she was apparently too Catholic, uh, that the dogma lives loudly within her and that that's somehow bad. So, yeah, I suspect those things will come out, not because it will do them any good, not because it will enable them to defeat her, not because it will help them in this election, but because they can't help it. Do you think things would have been the same? Do you think she would have been nominated and you could be as assured as anyone could be that it will go through um, if Kavanaugh wouldn't have happened? Uh, I think they really pushed their luck on Kavanaugh. I, I think they threw the Hail Mary pass uh, on the, in the very final seconds of the game, um, and they lost. I do think it's going to be a little bit harder for them to pull this trick this time, especially because, as I pointed out in our Judiciary Committee hearing on Thursday, um, I went through the list of people they personally attacked, and just getting started, just rattling off a few names, uh, you know, there's Brett Kavanaugh, and, of course, there's Robert Bork, And, of course, there's my former boss, uh, Sam Alito, and then there's Clarence Thomas, all of whom had their their character personally attacked to the core on things that turned out to be really untrue and really uncorroborated. And and I said, no, I, I challenge you guys to name me one, name me one Democratic nominee who's ever been treated that way by Republicans. Crickets. Yeah. This is from a group of people who can't shut up. This is from a group of people who spoke for a really, really long time that day about everything else. They had no response to that because that's not how we roll. And so I, I think deep in their mind, they realize that what they're doing is wrong, that what they're doing declowns them and, and uh, demeans the process. And so I, I hope they will find some conscience in there. Talking to Senator Mike Lee, speaking of Democrats be clowning themselves. Uh, Great word, by the way. Yeah, they are threatening all sorts of procedural delays, uh, including and up to throwing random impeachments in the process to try to delay this thing so they can get it past the election. Is it possible that any of that can work? Um, it's possible they can delay it. So I was on um, the, the ABC Sunday News show yesterday and... One of my Democratic colleagues, Dick Durbin from Illinois, was opposite me and being questioned by George Stephanopoulos. And Mr. Stephanopoulos asked Senator Durbin whether they would be doing that. And Senator Durbin, as I recall, basically said, look, um, we can delay this by maybe a couple of days, but I, I, don't, I really don't think we have the procedural mm-hmm. wherewithal to just stop it. Uh, I, I, I hope that that remains the case. I hope that that's not bluffing and that that's uh, his his true, sincere and correct assessment. But we're going to have to plan for that because there are procedural tools that they can pull, including those that involve impeachment that can at least make it more difficult for us. So um, off of the um, off of the nomination of the Supreme Court here and one one last question, because you will know what this means. Um, you know, when we declare an emergency, people don't understand that that gives all kinds of new power and spending and everything else. Um, there's a story that came out over the weekend. President Donald Trump slated to announce a measure that designates far left movement Antifa and the KKK as terrorist organizations. What does that designation mean? Anything? 
Um, okay, so it's been um, a while since I've looked at that designation, but it, it, it allows the president to utilize certain assets, uh, certain levers of authority within the government, including uh, a Treasury Department, to block, among other things, financial transactions uh, carried out by the organization in question so that we can stop them from engaging in acts of terror. And so uh, this could be a, a significant move. I, I certainly think that uh, uh, in both cases, in the case of the KKK and Antifa, you've seen a whole lot of evidence that terror is their game. So, right. um, uh, and I, I know of no reason why the law as written wouldn't extend to those categories. So makes sense to me. Okay. Mike Lee, thank you very much. God bless. Hey, thank you very much. You thank bet. You. Bye-bye. Back to your Diet Coke. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. David Steinberg is here. He has had information on Ilana Mar, as I understand it, hasn't been able to share it because he didn't have the smoking gun. He had bullets. Uh, and uh, now may be willing to uh, uncover some of those things that he had found on ballot harvesting fraud. It's legal to ballot harvest. I don't know why in Minnesota, but uh, the fraud that goes along with it was exposed by Project Veritas this weekend. Welcome, David. Glenn, thanks for having me again. Absolutely. So um, let, let me play the audio here from Project Veritas so people know what the new information is. Listen. Who is the one filling out the absentee ballots? Yeah, yeah. Uh, people who work uh, with like Han Omar and other candidates work for them. Ilhan has a handful of people that work for her. They came to us to our apartments. And they tell us that this year they're going to vote for Ilhan. You don't go nowhere, you stay home, we will go to fill out for your absentee ballot. When it comes, we will come and get it. You just don't go nowhere, you stay here. So, they fill out for us. They then fill out the ballot. They sign the ballot for us. They, they do it but by themselves. And then they. Where do they pay the money? The, the minute we sign the thing, the election, and that's what you can pay. That's pretty stunning, David. Yeah, it's pretty stunning. This has also been circulating, uh, well, locally, it's been known since 2016, her first election. It was simply an open secret. Now, this reached uh, me and uh, Scott Johnson at Powerline. Uh, I believe we've been hearing this since late 2018 uh, re- regarding her having arranged a massive, massive vote buying campaign in her primary win in 2016, the general in 2016, which is when she was elected as a state representative. And then again in 2018, it was the primary and the general when uh, she was voted to Congress. 
So this program is not new. It was massive. I have hinted at it. I, I did discuss it with you briefly on the mm-hmm. air back in May. Right. And I said, look, this is everywhere. And, and the way I put it was, look, we are already talking about potentially the worst string of felonies committed by a congressperson in U.S. history. And that's before we get to the bad stuff. Hmm. And the bad stuff, which we were referencing, is this, perhaps a, a historically large vote buying campaign for several elections. So because voting is uh, controlled by the state, do we need to have the attorney general who is watching her back? It's it's Keith Ellison. Or can the federal government get involved in this? Good question. The answer is Keith Ellison can be bypassed here. It cannot uh, be or can charges be? charges are federal. Federal, okay. The, uh, and, and, of course, this is not something that, th- this isn't uh, a situation like Portland where you get arrested and, and released and not charged and no bail. If a candidate is caught bribing a voter for as little as a candy bar. Uh, you could be facing five years in prison. And now we are talking about hundreds, perhaps thousands of votes over at least four elections. But you have to believe that those in the Somali community are going to be very apprehensive to talk to investigators. I mean, it's a scary it, if this is truly going on, then it means that everything else that is linked to it, the threat of violence, et cetera, et cetera, if you, you know, blow the whistle here, that that's also true. Well, sure. We've we've published uh, plenty of evidence that her campaign, I mean, we have video evidence. Once again, what, what we have here, this person actually posted online uh, the video that O'Keefe has posted he was bragging about what he was doing, just posted it online. It was out there. That's the same thing we had back in 2016 when uh, Alpha News Minnesota first posted a video taken at an Ilhan campaign event where they were talking about whoever it was in the community who had leaked uh, the news of her fraudulent marriage. They had to hunt that person down and get him out of the community. And this was at her campaign, posted on their Facebook. Uh, the person who actually recorded that video, his name was Guhad Hachi, was at the time out on bail for a triple stabbing in Ohio. And he was out of state. You know, he had lived in Ohio. He was now in Minnesota running or, or co-running her intimidation campaign. That's right. I remember that. The same guy, he's running this co-intimidation campaign. He's going door to door, knocking on doors, allegedly saying, we want to know that you're going to keep your mouth quiet. If I mark down here that you gave us 25 bucks, we'll know we can trust you. So he's running a protection racket. We also have them have talk of them. uh, Simply running a, a vote buying campaign where they have Bags of money going out, organized by Ali Issy. He was the campaign manager. Spread among 11 different building managers for these 11 
these 11 towers that mostly housed the Somali refugees in Cedar Riverside. The money was getting spread around to each of them. It was simply, if you show up or get in this van and we drive you down and vote, we'll give you a set amount. I've heard the amount of 50 for the primary and 125 for the general. So, David, is anyone going to look into this? Well, this was given to the FBI, I can confirm, earlier this year. Uh, people, in, again, remember, giving false information to the FBI is a felony in itself. We had locals who were willing to give this information face-to-face to the FBI early this year regarding these four prior elections. Now, we did not have any concrete evidence. All we had was several people confirming this. Now, uh, again, early this year, uh, after speaking with the FBI, someone said, you know, let's call James O'Keefe. Get him down here, see if he can catch them in the act this year. And as we can see, he was successful. So we now have our foot in the door uh, with proof of her doing it this year. We can go back and look at 2016 and 2018. I feel very confident now about this. Also, just last night, uh, O'Keefe spoke with the Hennepin Hennepin County uh, uh, Attorney's Office. So he said, what you have on that tape is illegal, and we are looking into it. So a, it's a great start. Let me Hopefully let me play getting- let me play a little bit more of the uh, the tape. This is the ballast har- the ballot harvester. Uh, what is it, Liban Mohammed, uh, where he is on social media making a video here about the stack of absentee ballots in his car that he collected for the campaign of a Democrat. Listen. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. What you done, Gary? He says all these absentee ballots, can't you see? They're all here. My car is full of them. Today I have 300 ballots for Jamal. Is that, is that an, uh, enough? Because really he could have 300 ballots for Jamal just because he was knocking on doors, which is called ballot harvesting, which is fine. In, at least in Minnesota, I don't think it's fine, but he could just go and get the ballots from people that were, you know, signing them of their own volition. Well, that's not exactly correct. It is fine to collect three ballots, not 300, according to Minnesota law. Ah. So it is not fine. It, it is already illegal. Of course, we've got uh, folks like Mark Elias, that Perkins Coie election law attorney, He has led the vote-by-mail suits. Uh, There have been, I believe, three dozen lawsuits to get vote-by-mail, ballot harvesting, uh, the signature law uh, to get that relaxed, to get everything relaxed, to have votes be able to count uh, one, two weeks after Election Day. That's Mark Elias. He's the one who's been suing every state to make what you're seeing in that video legal not not the fact that he's purchasing votes right but to make harvesting 300 ballots just going door to door like that legal so it's an uphill fight across the country in every state it is an absolute crisis at this point and it all should have been avoided they've been doing this since march of early this year you'll remember the um 
the moment the coronavirus lockdown started to begin, guys like Mark Elias and the Democratic Party immediately, millions and millions of dollars came out of nowhere, and they started these suits all over the country to implement vote by mail and to change the, to to relax all these other laws. Now, vote by mail has never, ever been implemented in eight months, March until November. The states that do have it and do a fairly decent job of it, it took them several years of refinement and lawsuits and refinement and process refinement. And he was trying to do it in eight months. They knew from the start this was going to be a disaster. We now have on camera just how big of a disaster we're going to face in November. David, thank you very much. David Steinberg, investigative reporter, uh, covering the news that came out from Project Veritas uh, this uh, weekend about ballot harvesting fraud in Minnesota. Um, people are risking, literally risking their life to bring information out. You're not going to see this information in the mainstream media. It's important for you to share these things with your friends who are still undecided or, you know, are just, just, just normal people that maybe aren't hearing things. People are not hearing the truth because they're only watching one side or the other. Thank you very much, David. Appreciate it. Na, 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 na.